Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hey, everyone. Here I am. It's Nikki Glaser. I'm here back in St. Louis. It's Wednesday. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Welcome to it. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who... Um, you know who you are. You know who I'm thinking. Shout out to all uh, my besties who just, you know, sometimes when you think it's the worst, the best comes from it. There's a rainbow at the end of the storm is all I want to say for how grateful I am for the outpouring of support and love that I got um, from my emotional, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, moments last week, yesterday or on Monday, I guess, too. Um, I didn't cover it yesterday on the show and I wanted to make sure to, um, I, I think I wrote back to almost everyone who wrote me, um, because it was like an, an ex and almost all of you said, I know you're getting so many of these, you don't need to write back. And sometimes I do hear that and I just like it and I'm like, oh, thanks for that person. But, um, in this situation, I, I, I took the time to write back because boy, um, you know, I just have to say, like, it's just a nice reminder that 
truly like the worst moments in life. And if you think back to all the worst moments in your life, and maybe maybe this isn't true, and I and I and I've been lucky enough to not go through some really hard times, but like there's always some kind of silver lining that you can find. And I found it very quickly in this one with the uh, just the amount of people that I just felt so supported, and I felt really good about myself. Because I, you don't, you don't do, you don't write to people the way these people wrote to me unless you care about them. And I just felt like, oh my God, I have, I, I, or it made me feel good that I have made you feel like you're that close to me. And because you are, even though we don't know each other, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, I know that feeling. And, um, cause I was just talking actually to someone yesterday about it, Noah, about how I'm so glad we do this show daily and, I love morning radio shows. Like I, part of my morning routine is when I, uh, you know, either putting on Stern. It used to be Stern, and I'm always, I'm always a Stern head. But I have a, a close friend that's on a local radio show here, and now I'm like obsessed with his morning radio show. It's called the Courtney Show. They do a podcast. If you want like some fun, you know, I'm not trying to like uh, you know get us competition, but. It's just a show I listen to every morning in St. Louis and they have a, a podcast of it and it's just so fun and I learn so much and I just feel I feel like they're my friends and I used to have that with the Adam Carolla show um, when he was with Teresa Strasser and Danny Bonaducci. It was like this weird run where they were together maybe like a year and a half, maybe two years on the radio in LA and I was babysitting and every day I would have to drive from the Valley to Brentwood for this woman who would just be there the whole time and like man I get it that parents just want to work from home and sometimes have the nanny in the next room it's so much more annoying when you're still there when you're when you're nannying because the kids know you're there and they can always just go find the parents anytime you don't give them what they want or that or like you hit them or something and they don't like it I'm just kidding I did kick Maud Apatow in the or not Maud Iris Apatow in the face one time and Judd was home I used to babysit for Judd Apatow's kids and Judd was home one time and uh, it was one of those circumstances where he was just like having like, you know, lunch meetings with people in the in the West Wing or whatever section of their house. And um, uh, they get, I remember like accidentally kicking Iris in the face because I was doing a I was trying to beat Maude in a swim competition. I was like competitive with Maude. <laughs> like Maude like, was so funny and didn't really like believe that I like she just didn't like she was like you shouldn't be babysitting like she was kind of just like I'm smarter than you like kind of that attitude and she was right like I was like a mess at that point in my life and I think she just kind of like saw through me but I remember she was like challenged me to a swim off and I was like I'm gonna show you who's boss now girl and uh I kicked off the wall and did a, a breaststroke kick which you know that kick you know you know the one and my heel Iris was behind us being like, I'll watch you guys. And I was like, yeah. And I didn't know she was going to like be right behind us. And I just bam right in her eye socket and was like, obviously lost the race uh, because I had to tend to the child. So mod one again. But um, no, I just remember uh, like she's screaming and I'm like, oh my God, babe, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And she was just like, <gasps> and she runs out of the pool and I'm like, oh no. And she runs off to get her dad and which I would have done too. And he was so nice. I'll never forget how nice he was. And he was just like, you know, because she's like, Nikki kicked me in the face. <laughs> and 
he was just like very understand. He like made it, you know, he was very nurturing to her feelings while also not making me feel like I was like this demon babysitter, like hand that rocks the cradle kind of like, uh, and you know what? Like it was just, he just handled it perfectly. And it was my biggest fear for him to ever be inconvenienced by my like lack of babysitting skills. So he was very cool about it. And, uh, but yeah, I used to babysit every day for this woman in Brentwood. This is before Aptow's. And oh my God, I did not like her and her kid. They used to watch this show called the, um, oh my God, what is it called? The only thing I got from this babysitting experience was there was this show that had animals. I mean, that is not narrowing it down, but it was like, it was a beautiful intro song to this kids show which i bet parents listening are like oh yeah there's some kind of songs i do like like baby shark we're all done with but sometimes there's a a little jingle that you're like oh that's so soothing they kind of nailed it or it was called oh my god it was like these these animals it was like um oh i'm gonna find it i'm gonna look for it on the break because i can't i can't even begin to sing it it's like we're the Backyardigans, Backyardigans. Noah, will you pull up the Backyardigans theme song? It's so cute and beautiful and soothing. But I would that's the only good thing I got from that gig. But I would always drive there every morning over the hill, about a 45-minute drive. I would get excited when there was traffic because it would be more Teresa, Adam, and uh, what's his name in the morning? Danny Bonaducci. It was so fun. That was my first time I was like, I'm obsessed with this like gang and they're my friends. Wait, did you find the Backyardigans? Get ready. It's like this magical world and it's like these animals all singing in harmony and it's so soothing. And I think it's what you hear when you get to heaven. I think it'll be what I hear when I get to heaven. I mean, the whole world all they do is just explore the backyard. Okay, this is a little bit more haunting than I remember. This is kind of maybe what you're going to hear when you get to hell. Wait, this, this harmony. The backyard against. Oh, that last part. I don't know what's so soothing about it. I I just love it. Is there any like children's songs, Noah, that stand out to you? Like for children's TV shows? I had the elephant show. There was Eureka's Castle. Eureka's Castle. You would have loved Eureka's Castle. I feel like you are Eureka's Castle. Do you know that show? Really? No, I don't. And I don't know what I mean by you are Eureka's Castle, but like. There's something about Eureka's. I think he maybe remind me of Eureka. I don't know, but that was a great puppet show, Muppet Show. Wait, what shows did you watch as a little kid? Uh, I watched Muppet Babies. Oh, I mean, uh, if we're gonna talk about classic theme songs, Muppet Babies will do the same for you when your world is kind of weird and you wish that you weren't there. Just close your eyes and make believe, and you can be. <laughs> and it's so I love. That's, that one's a good one. It's like a doo-wop 50s one. Uh, Nanny, You Never See Your Face. Yeah, you remember when they used to open that closet door and it would be another dimension? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. I loved Fraggle Rock. I loved um, The Elephant Show. I rem- Do you remember that Skinamarinky-dinky-dink, Skinamarinky-doo? That was a weird one. That was like a Canadian one that was, uh, I think Nickelodeon bought the rights to. Um. Sorry to have this nostalgia bomb right now, but yeah, I used to always just listen to that morning radio show on the way to that stupid job. Oh man, I I think one of my biggest regrets in life was um, I hooked up with a guy that I really liked and I just was hung over and like didn't want to go to that job. I was in Venice at his place and 
I remember calling and lying to the woman or texting the woman and lying and saying I had an audition and I couldn't make it. And I was like, I was supposed to be there in like a half hour, you know, like real shitty and lied. And I remember her being like, this isn't cool. Like we rely on you. And I was like, Ugh. I mean, I really should probably try to find a way to reach out to that woman and apologize because that was a straight up lie. You don't need to lie, you know? You know what it could, you know, in that circumstance now, if I was hungover in bed with a dude, just didn't want to go, and I said I was going to go, first of all, I think I would just go now because I realize that you got to do that. But if I really didn't want to go, I would just say, I drank too much last night. I'm really ashamed to tell you this. I feel like hell today and I would not be the best for your kids. Can I please possibly find a friend to replace me that would be, um, you know, that won't hit them as much as I do. Um, no, I, uh, I'm making these jokes about the hitting because one time I did babysit a kid and we had a tickle fight because that's what she wanted to do. And uh, I like, and me and my sister, when we would have tickle fights, we would like pin each other down and like go Bit, like I would like get both of her like uh, arms pinned with my knees. I mean, it was almost sexual. Uh, it, it, it kind of real. There's a lot of um, gray area between tickling and this kind of subgenre I watch of porn called forced orgasms. And I'm really sorry to go from kids to or, like I, I'm not trying to do that. But there, there's something fetishy about tickling, and I would never cross those wires with this with this kid. But I think that some of my like like being tied down and like forced to do things. There's a tickle element to it, even though I hate tickling and I would never want that. And whenever I see porn with tickling, I'm like, who the hell wants this? Anyway, I was tickling this girl and you know how with kids, it'll go from like they're laughing to like they're like, they hate it in like one second. And again, that can happen with sex where you're like safe word. Like, and it's just like, and I stopped immediately because she said pineapple or whatever the safe word was. Um, She started like, I realized like she wasn't laughing she was crying and she was like embarrassed I think that like you know she was like that I like dominated so much because like yeah I'm like a tickle tickle fight champion and I was like not an adult but I was probably like 16 and I remember when her parents got she wouldn't talk to me the rest of the time I was like I'm so sorry she's so mad her parents got home and she was like Nikki hit me and I was like it was just kind of my word against hers and like you got to believe the kid or at least like like honor that they're saying that even if they are making it up. So I think the parents were just kind of like, okay, we'll deal with this, but like not happy with me. And I was like, we were tickling and I, I guess I went too long. I didn't know. Um, but I used to, I wrote a joke about it that I used to do that said, you know, a girl, I was tickling her and I totally won because I like smoked her, dude. I like way bigger. So of course she's like, such an idiot to challenge me. I was like doing this character and they pinned her down and I was tickling her and then she started freaking out. And I stopped immediately and then her parents came home and she was like, she, she hit me. And I was like, I did not hit her. It was a tickle fight. And they were like, you know what? We're just going to choose to believe our daughter and we're not going to need to use you anymore. And I was like, okay. And so then I hit the girl because I'm like, listen, if you're going to think I got, I hit her, I want to get one in. And that was my joke. But no, I um, I actually, I think I, those, that girl is like 25 now or something. It's just ridiculous. And um, she still has those rug burns from that tickle fight to this day. Um, I want to quickly address before we get Andrew in here. A bestie wrote me and said, do I have any advice for going to one of my shows alone? And let me say this. Uh, let's get um, other besties who are going to shows alone to... Um, 
I don't know, maybe maybe at us on your stories. Or and Fanthrax, say, they could leave us a voicemail. Great. If you're going to one of my upcoming shows alone, you could Fanthrax us. You could add us in our stories at Nikki Glazer Pod, and we'll repost it in the stories, and we'll... Um, We'll maybe hook you up. But if, if listen, if you can't find another bestie, which that's almost like more scary meeting a stranger than um, than just going alone, I would say make friends with people next to you. Like, and maybe you're, you're, you have social anxiety that doesn't come easy to you. So a uh, girl who's going to my sh- upcoming show alone, let's say you get in your seat and there's people next to you. Because I've gone to Wilco shows alone, a lot of shows alone, and I, f- I felt what you're feeling before where it's like people are going to think I couldn't find anyone. They're going to think I got stood up for a date. They're going to think I have no friends. They're going to think I'm like a weirdo that's going to like murder Nikki because who goes to a show alone except like to assassinate, you know? You don't really bring a friend to go assassinate. That's why they don't let people go see that um, big thing in the Hudson Yards anymore, that big, um, you know, that weird complex. People kept jumping off it and killing themselves. So now they've made it so you cannot uh, go Oculus alone. Oculus or something? What? The Oculus, it's called? Yes, I think that's what it's called. But it's interesting because they have a sign-up now that you you cannot buy a ticket to go up in it as one person. You have to go with two because guess who never kills themselves? Someone who has a friend. So I don't mean to... Well, this took a, a downward spiral swing. But if you're going to my show alone, you are... If you've even bought the ticket and like aren't sure if you can even go because it's so scary to you, but you bought that one ticket, that means you have it in you to do this. And I really believe in you. And I've done it before, too. You can do this. Go alone. Sit there. Make conversation with the people next to you. If they look at you weird, if you f- have a feeling they're looking at you weird, say, I'm here alone. Have you ever heard Nikki say that people should go to shows alone? All my friends were working and couldn't afford it. It's just like, I just had to go. Will you guys be my friends? You know anyone going to my show is going to be like, yeah, girl. In fact, oh, my God. I went to see Dave Chappelle alone in 2003. Two or three. My first comedy show ever. I wasn't even doing comedy yet, you guys. I just started thinking about doing comedy. So my friend had just... This is how I got into comedy. Um, Everyone was telling me I should be a comedian my freshman year of uh, college. Sorry I'm talking so fast. Slow it down if you want to. But I got to get through this before we get bringing in Drew. So everyone was telling me I should do stand-up comedy. I eventually my friend walked into my room and was like, you're doing this. And she had a flyer that said like, my actually, my friend still has the flyer. She sent a picture of it to me. It was like March 16th. And it was like... uh, you know, at Old Main on University of Colorado Boulder campus, stand up showcase. And I was, she was like, you're doing this. And I was like, all right. So I signed up for it and I was signed up for it. And I was like, fuck, I don't even know what this is. I don't even watch stand up comedy. Like I've seen like the greats and stuff, but like, what the hell? So I Googled stand up comedy Denver because it was near enough. Then I saw this guy, Dave Chappelle. This is, mind you, this is 2003. This is before Chappelle show. This is before, I, did, I hadn't seen Half Baked. I didn't know who this guy was. I look him up and I go, that's the guy from You've Got Mail. I love that guy. Kathleen Kelly. Kathleen Kelly. That's the, He's the guy on the treadmill next to Tom Hanks and You've Got Mail. Who's like, And he's the one that sees Kathleen Kelly at the cafe and knows that it's Kathleen Kelly who Tom Hanks is talking to before Tom Hanks goes. And he goes, he goes up to the window and he's like, you know, um, and Tom Hanks is like, what does she look like? What do you see her? And he's like, you know, she's got the same coloring as that uh, that Kathleen Kelly girl. And he goes, all right, Kathleen Kelly, she's a good-looking girl. Okay, all right. And he goes, you know, he goes, yeah, I, I'll take that. He goes, because um, let me tell you, man, if you, if you don't like the way Kathleen Kelly looks, you're not going to like this girl. And he goes, yeah, no, Kathleen Kelly's beautiful. And he goes, because it is Kathleen Kelly. And then he looks in, and he's like, 
And Dave Chappelle, oh man, it's just so, Dave Chappelle's so good and that, he's so funny. I, I went to go see Dave Chappelle for the first time as a stand-up because I, of You've Got Mail. I think I might be the only person in history who was a Dave Chappelle fan because of You've Got Mail and nothing else. And I went to Denver as a freshman in college. I took a, like four buses because I was broke as fuck. In the inner city, I, it was in this part of Denver that I was the only white person. And I'm only saying that because it was true. And I'm not kidding you. I was one of the only white people at the show, if not the only one. It was a. It was like one of his block parties. There were people dancing on stage. I mean, it was not a classical stand-up show. But I went in and I made friends with other people there because they saw that I was alone. And they adopted me in. And I felt like I made friends at the show. So I've been you. And people like being kind to people who are alone. And especially someone who's taking a chance like that. So just, just straight up. Be, be your bravest self. I know you have social anxiety. You can do this. Every, like I was saying on the podcast, you're not special to think, and I'm not talking to you, bestie who wrote in, but if you think you have social anxiety and like, no, I can't do that. You could do that, but I can't, Nikki. I, if you have a voice, you have an able body, you can do this. Say, I'm at the show alone. Nikki always says to go alone, so I did it. I don't know what I'm doing. I Will you guys like be my friend? And even if they're like, ew, no, kuh them and then enjoy the show and look to your left and and, and ask that person because someone will be friends with you I guarantee it if they're not I'll get I'll kick them out of my show you can DM me and say the people next to me were rude and I'll say we actually have to ask seat 26 and 27 uh row C to to exit um because you have COVID we just found out you have COVID and I'll kick them out if they're mean to you let's bring in Andrew Andrew Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a 
fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in L.A. And now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the U.S. and the U.K. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer. And so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does. And it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time. You want it to look really good and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know, what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Good morning. (laughs) It's nice to be back in the same room as you. It's been so long. It's been. I missed you. It's been one week since Since you looked at me. Uh, uh, sat in the chair and said, I'm sorry. Well, no, that's been like three days. I think I apologize to you every other day. <laughs> Hold me down. Let me look. Think you make it stop. Think anything you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Okay, man. Some the, there's, I used to want to when you learn used, all those words. I mean, when you, that was the first, I wanted to do a bit about it for a while, but I, the first rapping was that song for me. Oh yeah. You know, like we <laughs> yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't listen to my parents only exposed me. I only heard the music that was on the radio. And we didn't have a lot of R&B rap, like, unless you were on that station in St. Louis. St. Louis is, uh, you know, very segregated and, like, we that, it's that radio station. And this is the way it used to be, and it still is. St. Louis, get your shit together. But, um, but yeah, I listened to Z107 or whatever the hell it was. and uh, Or Alice. 101.1 Alice. I think it was, like... In reference to that book, Go Ask Alice. And she was, like, a druggie. Do you remember that book? Uh-uh. Alice oh. in Wonderland, maybe. Oh, maybe that. Yeah, I think even that Go Ask Alice, the book was a reference to that. But anyway, um, yeah, BNL. Was that? No, that was was that Bare Naked Ladies? Bare Naked Ladies, yeah. yeah. I loved them. I never heard of references BNL. Well, you know those stickers on cars that people used to have that have <laughs> like three letters? They're white circles with black, a black, black ring around the circle, white, and then it would be three black letters that would be like some kind of like DMB or like 
uh, FML? Den, Denver, or F. Yeah, but that was before FML. People would put them on their cars, and it was kind of like a k, like. Like kind of like, <laughs> k, like I like music, but I remember my friend Huffy had a BNL, and so it was bare naked ladies. But um, <laughs> they were so big huge. for like I love them. I went to go years. see them at the Keel Center. I if was my I first had date. Had a million dollars. My first date was the bare naked Wait, ladies concert. Okay, let's go into that. I'm sorry to railroad this, but yeah, if I had a railroad. Million dollars, First date, I didn't even know it was a date, and I only mention this because he is famous, and you guys know I I love I love dropping someone that like people would know, Colin Donnell, and he can maybe argue that it wasn't a date, but it was, and I didn't know it was. How old were you? I've uh, probably a sophomore or junior. Were you? Did he drive or were you riding? Yeah, I think he oh. picked me up, and we went to the Keel Center, which is now the Savas Center, which is now the who knows the fucking Smoothie King. Uh, Starbucks <laughs> Pavilion, uh, <laughs> Astravenica, uh, Alarm Center. So, um, no, but it's it was uh, it was Bare Naked Ladies, and he. But uh, Colin Donnell is from um, Chicago Med, I think, is the show. Chicago. Oh, so he's a doctor in the show. He's so hot. Oh my god, he was like the. He was the guy that got on, like, he was So Macbeth. wait, so you're at he the, was, but you're at the concert, it's just you two. The prince and Into the Woods. What are you doing at the concert? Is he grabbing your hand? Are you no, listening? I mean, no, no, we were friends. Like, we were in plays together, so I thought we were just, like. Well, he starred in it. You were a tree. I mean, and there was, yeah. <laughs> we I'm not were even in joking plays you. together. We were. I was in Into the Woods. My freshman year, I was the only freshman in Into the Woods. Guess what? I had one line. Into the Woods is one of my, is my favorite musical by far. Um, and I'm obsessed with it because I learned so much about it because I was in that show and I, and I got in the show because, um, I, a long story, like they, none of the director. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not that long of a story. Thank you (laughs) for giving us the bridge version. (laughs) No, that actually had happened with someone at the drama, my drama teacher from my middle school who I did plays with loved me and I won like best best female singer of like best musical performance in a play in eighth grade. And so I was like, okay, I'm set up to like really go into high school and like nail this musical theater thing. Even though I had no training, I had no, I was not a dancer, but I was like, that's going to be my thing. Like I just won this Milty, which we had little Oscars and it said best. I still have it. Cause I'm so proud. The one time I was acknowledged as a good singer until Sheila Dugan told my mom, I didn't have it. So oh my God, that makes me so sad because like, you at one point in your life you didn't have that barrier. No, I was and you the just best. Sang. I won for the best, and uh, I was. I'm not trying to railroad this back to me, but I won a best singer in like sixth or seventh grade, and then I just didn't think I could Wait, sing did again. Did anyone I ever to... think that you were listening to a podcast of the two best singers <laughs> that, of 1997 <laughs> before they hit puberty? I mean, that's wild. Yeah, my caretaker used to. My caretaker Jeffy. Wait, used is to... this just something that you're? Your nanny just drew up a piece of paper and wrote <laughs> no, best no, singer of the house. She taught me how to sing while she let me drive her truck when I was twelve. Cutie. <laughs> she was so awesome. Aww, she was awesome. Thank God for. She's like, you like got to sing from your chest, dude. I'm gonna take singing lessons. Anyway, so yeah, wrong. so so then so then you get into the play with this guy. So no, I go to high school and my drama teacher from middle school goes to replace the high school one with me. So like, it's almost like I go from eighth grade to ninth grade, and all of a sudden the guy that loved me and put me in the plays and like. I conquered my stage fright in seventh grade with To Kill a Mockingbird. My dad called. I was so scared. I had, in sixth grade, I was having crippling anxiety, couldn't sleep, insomnia before presentations, shaking in front of the class, had to go in and give presentations um, during recess to the 
the ones in front of the class, I would I would have a special. Why were you setup. shaking though? Do you I couldn't remember handle why? It. My knees would shake so much, and then a my failure, whole, afraid of failure. Afraid, that's even, what I was. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. You know who knows what it was, but it was it was just like I would start shaking, and I couldn't. My paper would shake, and I yeah. would have to memorize <laughs> what I was going to say, so I couldn't hold the paper. Like teachers need to have more compassion for kids with anxiety and walk and hold their hand through it because that stays with you if you don't conquer it. And that's what I was like. I was kind of referencing it yesterday or two days ago when I was doing this reality show, which has really made a lot of people face their biggest fear and like a humiliating thing. And once you do that, you can do anything. Like if you really go into the thing you're most scared of and realize that, yes, it was humiliating. And, you know, you do Dancing with the Stars and you get voted off first. Like when I did Dancing with the Stars, I was like, you know what? What's the worst that could happen? Oh, the thing that happened. Like literally. And guess what? It was the best. So like I thought... I thought at least on Dancing with the Stars, I'm not going to get last. Like, I'm going to do this challenging thing and I'm not going to be best, but like, I'm going to be better than I thought. No, I was as bad as I thought. You know, like sometimes you are as yeah. bad as you think and those fears are real. But what is, what isn't real is the fact that you, you're not going to be able to live with yourself after it. And if anything, you realize if I danced on TV, I can do anything. So what I did in seventh grade, and if anyone relates to this out there, I was just actually giving advice to a bestie who wrote to me saying she was going to go to the show alone. As I always tell people, go to shows alone if you can't find someone. Don't miss out on things in life. And she was like, do you have any advice? Because I'm getting nervous about it. And I love that she even bought the ticket. And that's the thing. Buy the ticket. Here's the thing, you guys. That's what I did in seventh grade. And I didn't realize I did it until now. So... I I really wanted to be in sixth grade. I discovered Jennifer Aniston on Friends, and I like and uh, I was starting to get into no. It was it was mainly Friends. I was like, I need to be Jennifer Aniston. I found out she was twenty five. I was like, by the time I'm twenty five, I'm gonna have a sitcom. I'm gonna have that haircut. I'm gonna be her. I'm gonna wear little crop tops and wear an apron on TV, and fall in love with a guy named Ross. And everyone's gonna talk about us. I, I had that plan, and I was like, okay, so I have to get over this fear. And I couldn't, I didn't know what to do because I, I was, I took a drama class because it was just required. And I ended up in this class again. I, 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 I had, I've never had insomnia in my life. I would stay up for days before it and lose my mind and cry to my parents. And I remember my mom saying, we are going to have to take you into something. My parents would always say that before I would just crack and go, okay, I'll do it. Or because it was too embarrassing to bring a specialist in. You know, I talked about the other day, Mrs. Pohl coming in and confronting me about, wetting the bed like being in trouble having a specialist have to like be like yeah you're special I had that for my lisp yeah yeah how did that make you did you she only came twice i think she quit because you broke I, her i broke her yeah yeah Yeah. sometimes you <laughs> well that was her dancing with the stars she goes my I'm biggest fear is having a kid that i can't <laughs> fix and she did and um she's no longer with us but i i okay keep going so because I, 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 it, I have something to say so about then i point. go this is this is my origin story, and I, I promise I won't cover it again. Of like, because I think this helps people because people don't understand. Like, they probably think I was always a class clown. I was always Same. very open, yeah. and it's just not that I had to conquer this because I knew that the thing that I wanted there was that my biggest fear was standing in the way of the thing I actually wanted. And I, so many things that I read online about you got to write down your goals, and if every day you're not doing things to take a step to those goals, just the tiniest step. Then what? Then those aren't your goals. Then give up on those goals because you're always going to fall short. Or run into the fear and be like, I like it, and it's going to, it's going. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to live. Getting voted off Dancing with the Stars, they don't put you. They don't behead you. I'll live. You know, uh, my parents will still love me. Maybe. I mean, barely. After. Yeah. I mean, Noah saw me freak out in the trailer after I got voted off i wish you would have been there dude it was a meltdown i was in sequins ripping off my eyelashes throwing my mic being like this is bullshit Ah!" 
And um, and so, so yeah, it was an ugly showing. But so I had this anxiety. My mom wanted to go. My parents were like, for your birthday, we're going to get you like lessons on how to like be. Because my parents were both. My dad's a performer. I think he wanted me to be so bad as well. Badly. And um, as soon as they said that thing of like, we're going to bring a specialist in. Because they also did that for me when I was sleeping on their floor until eighth grade. They were like. We we don't know what this is a problem, Nikki. And then I was like, okay, I'll go up in my room. Like I just don't want anyone else to know about this thing. <laughs> so I auditioned for, I signed up to audition for uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. It was in seventh grade. And it was like the you know sixth through eighth grade gets auditioned. Mr. Zoth, he was my drama teacher. He already knew about my anxiety because I had to give a presentation in his class. And my and dad, your mom like, already killed a bird, so you're ready. What do you mean? Didn't she already kill? Peaky or whatever. Is that? Wait, what? What does well, the bird have to do? What was your bird to kill, to a, kill a mockingbird? Oh, to kill a mockingbird. Oh my god, yeah, she killed a parakeet. <laughs> yeah, so you were ready. Oh, that happened in like ninth grade, but <laughs> oh, yeah, it was foreshadowing. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> so go ahead, sorry. sorry and we sorry. had an we had sorry. a duck too that she left outside, and an owl <laughs> took its life. And Wait, now I'm suspect of that whole story. Did anyone see that? No, but it was oh. ripped to shreds on our deck. Uh, he brought it up to the. The railing and ripped it apart. That that duck's was name was, you know, the time, you know, in like 1998, my mom bought a duck at like a, you know how your mom buys a duck in 1998 yeah. during that time? No, it was, it was during that time when the song on the radio was like, played by Carlos Santana, beam, 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 yeah, that yeah, like, yeah. Maria, Maria. Maria. So for Rob whatever Thomas. reason, Kirsten, the funniest person in the world, we were trying to name this duck, and Carlos was Kirsten was like, "Why don't we name it?" Oh, its name is Carlos and Quackers, <laughs> and we just named it Carlos and Quackers. So Carlos and Quackers would just walk around our backyard, and one night, and now we got it. Um, okay, so, okay, so my dad, to, yeah. I wanted the audition. I told my dad, I confessed to him, like, "Dad, I really want to be in this play, and I want to be an actress, and I just don't know what to do." And the auditions were that day, and I was so nervous all day. And you just have to audition. Everyone would sit in a circle and just get called to the oh. middle of the room and pick up the the scripts and read it and then sit down. Brutal. I'd never done anything like it. And I go to it and I can't sign up. I just I just watch and I can't do it. I oh. just can't do it. And afterwards, I'm walking around the school because my friends were all like doing other activities too. I was waiting for them. And I called my dad from one of like the teacher's phones and I was like, I couldn't do it, dad. I just, I can't. I it was too scared. And, I, and he was like, Nick, I really want you to be able to do this. And as much as I will t talk shit about my dad and, and, and my parents about making wrong decisions in my life, and as much as I probably would never want him to do this, and I was mortified, he called Mr. Zoth, my drama teacher, and he said my daughter is terrified to you know public speak, but she really, really wants to audition and be in this play. And he said, I'm sorry we had the auditions, and like that's kind of what this is. Like, if she's scared yeah. to do that. And... I don't know what happened, but somehow, without an audition, Mr. Zoth let me be the understudy of the lead scout. The lead. The understudy, which, the understudy, if, you know, one of the seventh graders gets yes. chicken pox. That, so Emily Herster, Kate Herster's sister, Kate Herster was the best actress I've ever known, and I've shouted her out on You Up, and she's still acting professionally. Emily Herster was so good too, but just didn't take that path. She was scout, and I. She was a seventh grader. She was a sixth grader. I was a seventh grader. I was her understudy, um, and I went to every play practice. And I remember the first time I had to get up and like do the lines and do it. It was terrifying. But I remember at some point, Mr. Zoth decided that the understudies, which were all the kids that were kind of like not as good, were going to have the Sunday performance. There was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the Sunday one performance was the understudies, which was so nice of him. And I remember. 
I remember the feeling of like, there is this thing that's coming up that I have to do. I cannot get out of it. I've bought the ticket to the show. Uh, Yeah, I can get out of it if I really, like, I'll regret it forever if I get out of it. You know, like the getting out of it, there is an exit strategy, but I'm locked in. I remember staying up at night thinking, I've done it. Like, that was the scary thing was locking myself in. You know, when you get on a roller coaster and you, it's not scary yet. You strap in and it starts going. Yeah. That's, that was it. That was the scary part. Anticipation. The actual thing was awesome. Was the, I, I, my principal cried at my performance. My parents were like deeply moved. Everyone was like, this is your thing. And I finally, like, that was the same kind of feeling I felt after I had long realized acting wasn't my thing. And that when I found comedy, but it was like, yes, like this is what I'm meant to do. But do you think that then why, why that sentence acting isn't my thing? Cause I've heard you say that before. Because, um, because it just, it was, it was the performance part of it. It was like being on and like, it, it is honestly, I'm better. I'm a better actress than 98 point yeah 99.999 percent of the general population but the people that make it in acting are the point zero 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 one percent of those people whose mom is kate hudson or whatever yeah, yeah. and <laughs> no, yeah a lot of times but because it, it's in their blood and they grew up with it but it's and i didn't i didn't have the commitment to it i didn't have the obsession with like getting into Do you character think it helped that they were all understudies that performed with you as opposed to you being the all. only understudy. It was just the certain roles had understudies. Yeah. So I remember some of the actors that were like, I remember Calpurnia who played my nanny in, in the play did not like me as much as she liked the other scout. So I was like the, the redheaded stepchild okay. of the scouts. Yes. But I remember being like, Calpurnia, what's rape? And she was like, it's carnal knowledge of a female by force. I'm like, what's that? What's carnal? No-? Like, and I did remember not learning what rape was like in that, but it was, um, it was just one of those moments. So while you were performing, though, you didn't forget any lines. No, you I was just perfect. crushed it. It pr- crushed it. And like, you know. What did you feel after that? Like I had found, like I had a purpose finally. That if, the, And that I had conquered something that was truly, I mean, none of my friends, none of my friends are actresses or wanted to be in entertainment, but they could give, pres- they were nervous before presentations, but not like this nervous. I and know. It, so then what? So then, shaking legs. I don't know. It was, you know what it was? It was just setting the date and saying, by this signing up for the marathon that you are not in shape for down the road, giving yourself ample enough time to do it. And even if you procrastinate to the last fucking second to prepare, because sometimes I do that, I'll say, yeah, yeah I'm going to do Nancy with the stars. What the fuck am I doing? The time before it started was so much worse even than during it, you know? So to bring it back, then you end up, do you try out for a lot of plays or you end up with the, play oh, yeah. with the guy with so the bare naked lady? So then... <laughs> I go in, so then I go into eighth grade. I, I get cast in the musical. I fucking nail it. I get the a Milty Award for best singer. It was I was played this teacher in this, this thing, but this is eighth grade. I mean, my competition. I probably auditioned like against five girls or something. Like yeah. it's not a big deal. But Mr. Zoth loves me, right? Like I, he's really is like a father kind of figure to me, and because uh, he, uh, you know, was sexually attracted to me, and so he. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Baby, he, no, he was yeah. so sweet. So then he transfers to high school with me. Because he's replacing this is the perfect scenario. I go, oh my god! So he walks into a situation where the Kirkwood High School theater department is like, that's the big leagues, as big as I. It was like Broadway, right? And I was walking into something that I was way out. I mean, these people had been acting since they were children. Like the people that did theater in high school, that's like that. Was, middle school is like a little hobby, and was like what the dorks do. But it, in high school, it's what the dork, the good, the talented dorks do. Yeah. 
And so I walk in, and so Mr. Zoth introduces me to the musical director, Mrs. Flash, who is now dead. God rest her soul, but like when I first found out she died, I was kind of like... <laughs> yeah, we don't want her to rest too much. No, I, I really... I've, that woman struggled a lot, and I'm guessing she had addiction issues that I wasn't aware of at the time. She caught me smoking weed one time. Uh, it was awesome. But anyway, I'll, I'll tell that this enough for another time. R- to make this very quick, as soon as possible. So, in less than 60 seconds. So, I, he gets to school. He convinces Mrs. Flash, who does not like this guy. I don't even realize the dynamic. He's coming in and redoing the whole thing. Their old musical director was this, like, Me Too guy that ran everything with an iron fist. He got fired under circumstances of hooking up with a student, but no one knew why he was fired. So everyone was resentful that he was fired out of nowhere, right? No one knew. And he probably was having an affair with this woman too. That's just, you know, allegedly. So he convinces Flash, he's like, this girl is going to be our next like big thing. We need to put her in the musicals. So, and so freshmen do not get cast in musicals. They don't, there's no understudy roles, but he convinced her to put me in Into the Woods. So I'm the only freshman, I'm the only underclassman, sophomore or freshman in Into the Woods. And I'm so excited. So that's how I met Colin and all these people that were, um, they're all, Colin went to Broadway, Shannon yeah, McShane, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate Hurster, um, I just want to, Libby uh, something, Kip, Kip uh, something, Kip Taylor. Paul Rudd, John Ham. yeah. No, I, I, in case these people are listening, I just know that they would appreciate a shout out. These people were, were truly so talented, never could touch their talent. And Laura George. So they, <laughs> they are, but they were so sweet to me. Some of them, some of them were cunty but um especially mrs flash never was nice to me such a bitch i i was only trying to be nice and like stay out of the way my role was snow white do you remember snow white and into the woods exactly because she's only in the musical version she comes in at the very end in the finale only one scene and i walk i am i'm so i'm the the prince is like a uh, womanizer yeah and he's like kind of outed as like he's not faithful so at the end he has sleeping one he has i think sleeping beauty and no i was sleeping beauty no it's snow white he has sleeping beauty and snow white who are just like put on as like oh obviously this guy's fucking the other two princesses in the world (laughs) and i brought in and all i we we i now realize it was like a sex joke where we like kind of yawn like we just like woke up because we had a threesome with him and we go excuse me and then we dance with everyone for the final thing and like sing along i had no idea how to sing in harmony i had no idea how to dance and that was my role and um and then that's how i met colin and then i was never cast in a musical again the rest of the time because i didn't like dancing and you had to dance and i was terrible at it did you sign up yeah, and that's how I know all the Les Mis songs because I had to learn them to audition. And, and West Side Story, I would audition. I mean, it's like. Oh, so you did audition again? Yeah. You but just then never I, got it. And then I never got anything. I auditioned for Anne Frank, which I thought was going to be my pivotal role, like my f- sophomore year. It was like the sophomore play. I thought I was going to get it. That's when I got Jewish Townsperson B instead, when I thought I was going to get Anne Frank. I didn't get like her sister or her mom. I got Jewish Townsperson B. So I quit the play. I played field hockey and I played, um, I wasn't a forward or a, I was a Jewish Townsperson B on the team. That was yeah. my joke back yeah. in the day. <laughs> and so I was like on the sidelines, like equal uh, importance. That I know this is way, way longer than 60 seconds. It's so then at the end, I, um, in my senior year, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm not getting any plays. I was doing like little things here and there, but none of the big roles in any of the big productions. By the time you're a senior and junior, if you're good, you're getting stuff. I mean, and I just, Jamie Nash was such a good actress. Shout out to Jamie. Leslie, uh, Lammers, um, Kate Hurster. I mean, all these girls were just like leagues above me in terms of talent. Uh, 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 Jessica, what's her, Benning, Be- Bezington? Fuck, I forget your name. Doesn't matter. So, 
I'm like feeling like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, again, I'm like back down to like, I'm not talented. I don't, I'm kind of like fat. I don't know what's going on. And then there's this play that happens that is just the senior production in the black box. So they threw us a bone. There was a big production, the big suit thing. I didn't get that. Then the black box theater. And it was a like thing. Like off Broadway of the high school. Yeah. Okay. It, it was called the, I forget what it was called, to be honest with you. But there was a role of a woman. It was a comedy. And it was a role of a woman who was like a really a, a booze hound. It was the 1940s, the comedy murder musical of 1940s. And it wasn't really a musical. It was like we were playing actors that were in a musical or something. It was a, a murder mystery. But I was a total alcoholic, like kind of, um, uh, you know, I played her like uh you know will and grace like that woman that talks like this and is like friends with jack she was like kind of like you know she's a rich debutante but yeah. a booze hound and i fucking killed it and i remember mr zoth told me you're the best comedic actress i've ever like seen in a in a production and he'd been working forever he told my uh best friend's dad who was our principal who had also transferred from the middle school to the high school with us that I was the best comedic actress. Like, so then I got another thing of like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing, comedic actress. And everyone goes, Nikki. And I'd never drunk, been drunk before. So I was playing a woman and I didn't know how to be drunk. And I remember people going, you, I remember Mrs. Florman, Kirsten's mom being like, I know you've drunk, drank before because that was, that was too convincing. And I was like, I just did an impression of my mom yeah like i just i i it was and there's a trick to acting when you're when you're to act drunk you just try to act like you're not drunk you try to act like a drunk person who's trying to be sober and that's how you act drunk that's the trick but i remember being like oh i just acted the way i think my mom acts because that's the only person i know who like changes when they're drunk and um i remember my mom really hating that but thank you mom uh for that and that's my origin story sorry it took so long let's get to the news no i love that dude we'll do yours tomorrow I mean, mine's pretty much the exact same story. Is uh, it really? No. Oh. <laughs> what that be? Well, that's Actually, how I know Colin. <laughs> no, there is some some ways, but yeah, no. I love that you auditioned multiple times, though, and it it goes back to yesterday's pod about like situational like things. Like, if they put you in a comedy, you would have found it yeah, right away. Yeah, but that wasn't a comedy. Wasn't what be. roles weren't in high school? No. I mean, or in, in middle school and stuff, but yeah, yeah, all yeah. in all, uh, chickadee China, the Chinese chicken, you have a drum. Okay, here's the news. Did you kiss him that night? No, I didn't. I know. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, man, I hope you guys are having a great Sunday out there, uh, having all the swells. But seriously, Google Colin Donnell, you guys. Girls out there, D-O-N-N-E-L-L. He's so hot. He's married and and happy now, but he was like on Broadway forever, and now he's on this like really popular. I always forget the name. It's like one of the Chicago Med. I think yeah, it's, it's, that's a name of a show. You'd recognize him. He's he's so fucking hot. I hope you're having all the swells. Uh, okay, so first story: a Simps- uh, yes, a Simpsons prank was pulled on a Virginia school board during a public meeting. Daring? So- Do you just pick headlines with daring in the title? No, hey, sometimes I go for it. Uh, wait, truth or dirt? Truth or dare? Wait, truth, truth or dare? <laughs> Truth or dare? We should play a segment called Truth or Dare. Dare. Because when you were saying dare yesterday, I con- I converted it to dare. So I was like, why does he keep asking me what's the worst dare I've done? Um. Okay. So, daring a Simpsons. Wait. Say it again. <laughs> so just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Simpsons. I. <laughs> So the, no, someone, no, no, that's my Someone fault. played a Simpsons prank on a Virginia school board. So they, so you could sign up names 
that they have to oh, read like online. Mo's, yes. Like Mo's uh, pub. So they did. Uh, oh, good. Film a crack. Film a cracking. You want to hear some over. of it? So, yeah, we could play. Yeah. It. yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw this on Reddit and I didn't watch it because it looked boring. Phil McCracken. Shut up. Phil McCracken. <laughs> Sulk. Sook. Mahidic. Sook my dick. Oh, my God. Ophelia McHawk. This reminds Ophelia me I saw another. McHawk. I saw one yesterday. They, this girl on TikTok, she gets pulled over by a cop. And it's not real. She just got a cop friend to do it. But he pulls her over and he's like, ma'am, uh, can I get your full name? Like, what's your, like, give me your ID. And ma'am, give me your full name. And she was like, um, uh, it's, it's Frida. And he goes, Frida, okay. And she goes, last name. And she goes, go. And he goes, free to go. And she goes, thank you, sir. And then she pulls off. <laughs> There's another one the other day where a guy was on Omegle. You know the thing that um, oh, yeah, Ali McCoskey does where it's just random people come up and it's almost like chat roulette. And this guy goes on and this there's this like very woke like young girl that's he's like this black guy who's like so do you know about like like uh my like you there he was using words that I don't even recall but like a scribed name or like you know when people change their names for their gender it wasn't even that like there's a born name and then there's like your new name I forget what it's called and she was like yeah I'm aware of that and he was like well I'm like you know I'm non-binary and I go by like you know my my birth name is like Paul but like I go by like and then he 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 said the n-word in like two different slices and she was like he was like so like if can you just tell me like what you would call me like if we were talking she was like oh I would call you and then she says Mm. and it's and then and then you see her go (gasps) because she accidentally said it it's really funny because he's just it it, it wasn't mean-spirited as much as like he just kind of tricks her into accidentally saying the the (laughs) n-word I mean, I love. I re- do you remember this when The Simpsons when that shit came out? I mean, that really it it made prank calls probably quite. I don't know, go up three thousand percent. Yeah, I was thinking that we yesterday. We thought it was so funny, but it really is so funny when it's like this guy is so serious. It only works at the like at a time like this when someone is so like my one of my favorite ones is um what what is uh I think you've probably seen this on TikTok. Wait, no, I maybe I think I did it on my U Up podcast. So you, you, are you about were, to get me to say the N word? No, 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 I promise. Oh, okay. Um, okay, what is the word Y E S? Yes. Now say the word E Y E S. Eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I when did someone see goes, it. yeah, E Y E S. Yes. You guys, if yeah. you haven't heard this, please do it to your friends. Go. What say? What is what? Uh, repeat after me. It's like say what I'm spelling. Y E S, and they'll go yes, and then say E Y E S, and they'll go E S. And there's this one guy that cannot do it. Figure it out. And his his girlfriend is laughing so hard. He's like, what? Yes. 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 And she's like, dude, E-Y-E-S. He's like, yes. And he's like, and he starts laughing because he's like, why are you laughing? Like, and then he goes, oh my God, eyes. It's so cute. I love those things. If you guys have one of those things, will you voice message them in to the pod? Um, at uh, it's you know it's in our bio at Nikki Glazer Pod and and leave us ample space. You to, know what actually I don't leave a space because Noah can toggle it. But I would love for us to do those live on air. You know what else is great that I think would we'd have a lot of fun and it's kind of in the same vein. Do you remember those things like oh there's a puddle on the ground there's a person dead oh, yeah, in like, a cabin like there's riddles. a puddle on the ground what happened 
It's always like ice and like yeah, uh, he hung himself on yeah. ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or you know uh, whatever. So like this guy riddles. Yeah, riddles and we Did were. Oh, sorry. We got a uh, guy driving us, uh, me and Brenna, over the weekend, and he started just giving us riddles. Um, I'm, I'll try to think of one really quick. Uh, oh, so they're um, uh, a father and son get in an accident. Uh, the father dies. The son shows up. The doctor goes, my son, how's that possible? Because the, the doctor's a woman and it's his mother. I've heard that one before. <laughs> Dude, I didn't get it. I felt like such. Yeah, because I you got, come from a line of like doctors. Misogyny, doctors. I mean, yeah. but that, I love those ones that kind Noah of. Noah didn't know. You could tell Noah didn't no, know. No, because it. you just think a doctor's a man. Yeah, I know. It's if so he said fucked. nurse, you would have got it right away. Uh, right away. Um, it's, it's so wild. Yeah. I love those ones that, you know, hold up a mirror to us. And it's like, you're not, you don't, that's the thing when people go, I'm not racist. And it's like, I'm not a misogynist. It's like, it's not, it, there's a difference between intentional and unintentional. Like those kinds of things where you go, you would never say that a woman couldn't be a doctor yet. Your brain did a thing. I literally said it. Uh, oh, my, there's a really go, good one on Reddit right I now. I go, it's gotta be a stepdad. That's what I thought. You know what I mean? That's or so funny. I thought maybe the doctor was, they both died and he was just an angel. I, like, I had that all these thoughts. Is, uh, except well, remember for my a sociopath woman. test? Like, oh, yeah, Wait, yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. I want to play this one for you. Hold on. Let me just pull this up because this one is so good. So this is a guy that gives a prompt for a TikTok. Oh, my God. This guy's really cute, too. The guy that answers it. I'm, like, very attracted to him for some reason. Okay, so this is a riddle? No. Oh. Okay. What's a song lyric? What's a song lyric that took way too long for you to figure out what the actual lyric was? There's a white guy standing in the mirror asking that, and this is the TikTok response. What's a song lyric that took way too long for you to figure out what the actual lyric was? All right, this one necessarily isn't one that I got wrong, but Look like, how hot I this still guy is. hear it to this day There's after something... finding out about it. If you listen to the song Live Your Life by T.I. featuring Rihanna, um, you can hear one of two things. Either one, you can hear Rihanna saying, I'm a paper chaser, or if you really want to trick your brain into hearing it, you can hear her say, Cause I'm a big fucking slut, and I thought it was bullshit until I heard it. Let me show you. What? I'm a big. Here we go. Did you hear it, Noah? Cause I'm a big fucking slut. Dude, that's like the red, the it's blue the dress. It's the red and blue dress, yeah. and the um Yanni and Laurel. Dude, our brains are fucking And weird. I read all about it in the comments about why that is. And it's because your brain makes so many times in, in your during the day, your brain fills in the gaps because you don't have all the information. And in that song, when she says, I always said it, heard paintball chaser. Because I'm a paintball chaser. <laughs> and she really, that's what it sounded like to me. But when he says big fucking slut, you go, there's no way that paper chaser yes. sounds like big fucking slut. But she goes, because I'm a big fucking slut. And it's like, every time I hear the song now, I think of that. Did he change the words? No, dude. It's not because it's your, if you're brain, and, and if you didn't hear it during it, it's more about reading it. So go just look up paper chaser, dude, big fucking wild. slut. And when you look at that TikTok, you will, your brain will hear big fucking slut. Did you hear it? Yes, I heard it's it like wild. exactly. Yanni. The um, word, hey, jealousy, I thought was hair jealousy. And I bet my brother 
like $20 that it was hair gel. Hair jealousy. Why? I guess hair jealousy is just as weird as hair jealousy. I don't know why. And, and I think mostly men would really resonate with a song called Hair Jealousy. Oh, especially we my brother. We could travel around this town, <laughs> town. Ask men what they're doing for their crowns. Uh, <laughs> thinking if they're doing Rogaine or Propecia. I'm jealous of his hairline. Oh. Hair jealousy. Joe Rogaine. Hair jealousy. Okay, you ready? Next hair door. Hair jealousy. Oh, I love that song. Holy, sh- I'm going to add it to my Spotify right now. Okay, keep going. You know what's- what I remember? You know what's a big moment when you you're a kid? You can trust me not. When, when you get a shotgun with your brother all the time, and I'm sure your sister probably got shotgun with you when you drove, and then the first time. No, my time- mom always called it. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, but then the first time you had a boyfriend or my brother had a girlfriend and I had to be moved to the back seat. Oh. That's a big moment in your life where you're like, fuck you. You're my brother. Why am I moving yeah. to the back for this girl? I will give you an example. Like my dad always lets me ride shotgun when my mom and me are driving in the car with him. Interesting. He always is like, Nick, you sit up front. And I go, no. <laughs> and he goes, why not? And I go, because she's your wife. And he goes, she doesn't care. And she goes, yes, I do. I want to sit up front. And I go, he goes, Nikki never drives with us. And I go, she is your wife. <laughs> I'm not sitting up front. Like how? Like there, there's times where that that happens where I I'm the one that's like no. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, dude. And you like riding in the back. Yeah, we can. <laughs> I can. We we. He can't kiss me from there. You're, you're. He, she's your wife, and I'm your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After his credit card declined, a customer left the hey, store babe. and returned with a gas can, the contents of which he poured on the floor and set a fire. He then drove off as the store manager put out the fire. What? He got caught. He was underneath a, a like a car with a hammer later on. Had a standoff. Wait, at a wait Lowe's. this guy but yeah. stole a credit card, or he forgot his credit card at the store? It doesn't it say if the credit card is stolen. It oh, just it got, got declined. declined. And then he came back and you know and what tried it was? To he was light fi- <laughs> like light the system on fire. That he probably just traveled to Barcelona and he came back. And you know when you spend money. Oh, yeah, money and you didn't call the bank yet and let it know. And that's, and you know, he probably had jet lag and was, you know what? Sometimes you get off a flight and you're bleary and you go get a, a gas can and you go back and try to torch a Home Depot. A and then you difference. hide under a car with a hammer. It's, it really will mess you up. Because in his time, it's five o'clock. Yeah. And back in Atlanta, it's, it's 11 a.m. Yeah. It's which is always, it's, it's very confusing. <laughs> Um, that is hilarious. Um, yeah, it's people's so... anger and what they do with it. Like, there's so many steps. Like the woman on my flight that I was talking about yesterday that got kicked off. Like, yeah, the the moment between him going, "Ma'am, you're off this flight," and her her being able to go, "I'm really sorry, I cussed at you. I'm having yeah. a rough day." He could have de- she could have de-escalated it, but instead she goes, "What? I cussed at you?" And that choice that she made to do that made it so she didn't make on the flight. Like, he made the choice to escalate it to you're getting kicked out of the flight, but she could have de-escalated. I really believe she could have gotten on that flight. If she would have said, dude, I am so sorry. Kids, come here. Put on that mask. I I, did, I didn't mean to. I'm, I was molested. And, like, I'm, I'm not, like, like you know. No, like, no, but just, I get your point. Like, if this guy, let's say he was buying a, a, a soda, right? Like, $2. Yeah. Maybe the guy behind the counter goes, look, I see that you're having a rough time with this. Let me just buy this for you. Just take it. Oh, I'm not even saying the cashier oh, could have oh. de-escalated. I'm saying that guy made a choice in that moment to not just like go and get out of there. Like he had to go purchase something, go like, hey, what aisle is the blowtorches? What aisle is the gas cans? Go to Amco, fill it up, go in the card gets declined again had at it. the gas oh, pump. Oh, 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 oh. Then he has to go and it goes, see cashier. And he has to go inside. <laughs> like so many steps to like decide to do something that crazy. Yeah. As opposed to like 
Like the other day, I was walking down the street and there was. But like your this, card's been declined. It fucking pisses you off, especially if you have money in there. If you have money in there, but it's like you, what you do in these <laughs> moments, you can de-escalate. Yes, like, even of the other course. day, I was walking. I was, you know, on my phone and I like had somewhere to be and I had to be on a call and Luigi was like pulling me and all these things. And I had my coffee and I was worried about spilling it. And there was like this group of like tourists, which has never happens in this like where we live, just clogging this the street and these kind of like dumb kids just like. Like drooling yeah, and like looking at the big chest all the time in piece. New York, yeah. And I just was, and I go, excuse me. I go, oh, just like sitting in the, not making, not even acknowledging that people could be walking through. I said some shitty thing. And I'm like, that didn't need to, I didn't need to do that. Because what that did wasn't what I wanted it to do. Of I, Yeah, it made that person feel stupid, but it probably made that person think St. Louis What did they say? Sucked. They probably said sorry right away. I had my earphones in, so what a passive aggressive thing. I couldn't even hear them, and oh, I just kept walking. Wow. So, like, I had no consequences. I was a cunt. So, as on behalf of people that may have done that to you where I go, excuse me, can I just apologize for that person and say... Like, it's sometimes when I don't pick up Luigi's poop because I don't have a bag, the next day I'll poop up, pick up someone else's shit to make up for the one I left. And I want to do that right now. So if you have had someone go past you and be like, um, excuse me, I was that person. I'm really sorry. So like, let me like take that away. Like, let me apologize because I, it could have been you. Yeah. So many times I do that and, I was I'll, having a bad day. and I'll get furious at the person and be like, how can they not be self-aware? How can they not know this? And then they apologize in a way where they're like, you're right. I wasn't self-aware at the time. I thank you for letting, and they're so apologetic, and you're like, I'm such a fucking dick. Like, yeah, my they're reaction just a good was the person. problem. Yeah, it's just us. even yesterday, yeah. like when you got you, you were having a little bit of a road rage moment because you're we trying to get home. I calmed myself. Though. Yeah, you did. You were great. I did good, but yeah. you, you oh. did honk at the person first. Very but a that lot. That guy, he could have killed us. But what I'm saying is, like, even honking, I think, like, is is not good. And I know you're like, well, he needs to know. He knows. Like, how many times have you just been in a rush and taken a chance when you know? And and we had ample time. To, there, there was. We you Andrew, weren't looking. Yes, I was, and I saw it from the get go. I'm just. I'm not saying get, I would have done differently. I saw a Geico, uh, save forty percent or whatever on insurance. So I saw, but even honking and being like, "Oh, I need you to know that you fucked up." How many times have you done things in traffic Never. and fucked up? But I'm just. No, I, no, know, I you know. I'm kidding. But where yes. you've got when someone's honked at you and you've been like, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." Like. Today, let me just ask you, listening to everyone listening, <laughs> I want to make the world a little bit better. If someone cuts you off and maybe they're doing it like intentionally, just think of a time where you accidentally did the wrong thing in traffic because you were, you know, the Louis C.K. thing of like, but I need to go there and I want to. And he's like, well, you can't. And sometimes women are just like, but I want to. And like traffic. And he's like, no. You know, sometimes just think about the time when you were that yeah. and how much you didn't want someone to honk and just wanted someone to slow down and just be like, nah, it happens to me and just let them go. Let's lay off our horns today just for one day unless there's a child crossing and you need to alert someone of something as opposed to being like, I want you to know you're no, a dick. even then, kill the child, <laughs> We're going to take a, a short break. Uh, be nice during this break. Uh, listen to our advertisers and we'll be right back with Why Do I Care? Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Andrew, why do I care? Why do I why care? Why do you care, Nick? 
I think you're going to care about this one if I was a betting man. Yes. Okay. Lance Bass is lobbying ABC to do an all-gay version of The Bachelor. And he wants to host it. He threw that out there. So Yeah. He's doing The um, Bachelor in Paradise. He, he uh, guest hosted. Oh. And, and apparently so they're probably... doing Senior Bachelor? Oh, yeah. I saw those uh, casting for that. How old? I think like 33. Really? Is no. that what it is? Oh, 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 I was like. <laughs> uh, no, they'd never go that old. So um, I think 27 is stops for that. Um, uh, no, I, um, I I would love to watch a se- I'm very excited about the Senior Bachelor. Um, yeah, I'm down for a gay bachelor for sure because I think there's so many assumptions we have about especially gay men's relationships and how monogamy works in their, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, in their relationships because a lot of times, you know, Men, as we know, are not as monogamous as women naturally. And, um, you know, I was even with a gay man this weekend and asking him about he just recently was divorced. And I was like, so what are you looking for? And like when you're in a relationship, do you guys sleep? I had a lot of um, assumptions that gay men are like, flu, like they're fine. You can fuck anyone you want because we understand. I get it. You have a dick. I have a dick. And I'm not going to get jealous. But um, but that's not the case. And, you know, I think that. ABC would might be scared to do an all gay one, even though it would get a lot of press. I think they do it one time just to get the like. That's just my assumption of people that just want everything's motivated by money. And if people aren't going to watch it, I think ABC would think people wouldn't enjoy it as much because how can someone relate? How can your girls, our main audience, relate to gay guys looking for love? But the truth is, and I've been a straight girl that's watched gay things or gay love stories. You know, Brokeback Mountain or um, Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, the and two walked, of them. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I know. Can you think of others? No, I can't. There's the one. Um, was uh, what's it called? The the one that won uh, Moonlight. Moonlight, yeah. Um, I didn't see that one though. What's the one with the Birdcage? Yeah, Birdcage. But that I'm talking about like really yes. romance, yes. romance. No, movies. yeah, no. I I see what you're saying though. Like I our went into those being of, like, yeah. I'm not gonna get that. I'll watch it because it's a good movie, but I'm not gonna be like moved like I am with You've Got Mail. Oh, contraire. Like, love is love. And I always knew that. It's not like I'm like, gay love's different. It's just like you want some, something that you can put yourself in. Boy, I can put myself in, uh, in Army Hammer and, you know, uh, Sh- Chalamet. Whether or not it's a gay relationship, there's a yin and yang. And you can put yourself in one of those, of the past, the, the receiving or the, mas- the masculine or the feminine. So if you think you can't re- resonate with a gay love story, um, you're wrong. And... Man, the reality show I did over the weekend, it's like you would think, I wish I could like talk about it. Let me just say it in these terms. It was a, it's, um, it's about a thing that you would only think women would enjoy watching. All right. That you only think if, if a man possibly went to, it was a reality show competition based in a performance, based on a type of performance that is usually geared towards women liking it. And there were men at the show, at the live show that I went to at the the finale. There's this big show and they like debut for this big audience. I was in Vegas. It's like, you know, I don't think it's any secret that this is like a, uh, I could probably reveal it's a long running show in Vegas that people um, are not necessarily competing to be in, but are a part of. And so at the finale, instead of what it was being a small challenge, it was the actual big show that these people were in. And I thought it was just going to be a, you know, What's opposite is Sasha's Fest? Sasha's Patty Fest? Uh, um, Pussyville. A, um, a, 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 um, a Arby's 
two for two fifty. A, a beef. Yeah, a beef pound? and cheddar. Beef yeah. Pound? Uh, yeah. A a beef party. A, uh, uh, bubblegum babalooza. Sometimes your clit looks like bubblegum or your clitoral hood. Chewing. Yeah. Yeah, chewed gum. Okay, so um, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be that, but there were straight men there, and even a meal who I brought along with yeah. me was very inspired by it not awkward at all like almost like guys liked it more than the girls straight guys and it was something that is geared towards straight heterosexual horny women yeah maybe you can catch my drift here and let me just say you would not i could not believe there were even men in the crowd and i thought surely those guys are gay they weren't um i jerked them all off and they liked it so that's how i test but you can have man hands that's true well, I did it with my feet, so and I got my dad's feet. So, all right, well, that checks out. Um, gross feet. <laughs> um, do you think? Yeah, I think it would be great. Now, do, does it have to be under? I guess if it's under the bachelor umbrella as opposed to its own individual thing, it gives it more weight. I guess you know. You and know I think it funny? would be a love story. What what's was that? that? So what's funny is, um, so this story I got from Queerty, which is like a like a well known like gay. Uh, like site and a lot of the people in the comments the gays are like we don't want this and can i read you a really funny comment yes please i love (laughs) funny online comments okay so someone writes maybe a gay love island could work but a gay bachelor it would just end up being all the contestants hooking up with each other and leaving the bachelor holding his bouquet of roses in an empty room (laughs) yes who doesn't want to watch that (laughs) which i would love that sounds very fun but that's exactly to your point even though i know it's a joke but it's the assumption of like that it, would, that it wouldn't be very similar. But that would be interesting, though, to see, like, what would happen with... I think they would do a good job casting it to find gay men that actually want monogamy and, like, prefer it, mixed with guys that do live that lifestyle of, like... Yes. Being just, like, horny dudes. And I love that idea because how interesting would it be... There's only been one occurrence that I remember on The Bachelor where the two girls in the house end up liking each other and, oh. like, have a thing... And I think it happens after the fact. It's kind of revealed after the bachelor rose ceremony or whatever. But I mean, I think I would love instead because there's something so like annoying oh God, about everyone because the fighting. guys competing against all the other guys as as opposed to just being so the two only guys might girl. hook up about a guy and be yes. like competing for uh, that. I think it would be great. Yeah, I'm down. What do they give out instead of roses? Condoms. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, prep. tasty condoms. Do you know what prep is? Yeah. The AIDS thing? Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about it, but like, uh, yeah, someone was, we, Emil and I were talking about how like sex is so intimate and how girls get attached and how some guys get really bonded from sex as well. And, you know, I've heard people make this point before, but he's like, yeah, if someone were inside me, I would be very like bonded to that too. It's like different than going inside something as opposed to like letting something in you. It's like very much more invasive and we, yeah, it's like some, letting someone into your house as opposed to going and visiting someone else's house. Yeah, you can leave when you want, whereas like yeah. I don't. It's going to be awkward for me to kick you out, and I'm worried that you might wear your shoes inside, and I'm, it's going to be weird. Where it's like we don't, we have to, you have to wear, sho- you have to wear shoes in my house. Yeah, and your shoes are STDs that you're leaving in my house. Yes, yeah. the dirt that you bring yeah. in, and my Roomba is broken, and um, <laughs> my immune system is my Roomba. <laughs> but um, yeah, and he, we were talking about like. Yeah, women uh, like women get tend to get HIV sooner than and, and gay men because they're being cummed into yes. as opposed to like getting it when you put something in 
Like if you just get squirted into, that's a better chance of getting the thing in you than like getting getting in cipher. You out. guys have less yes. cum on your dick than we have in us because we have cum too. You know, it's just hard to get cum through a little hole because my dick hole is small and it's hard to creep up the dick hole. It's easy to get it out. All right, guys, let's play. <laughs> finish my sentence. <laughs> It's a, it's a wild card Wednesday. That's where we just p- pick a segment that we want to do. To just finish my sentence, that's where me and Andrew try to complete each other's sentences and predict how we would finish this sentence. And then I think Noah judges to see who she thinks is the most right. I forget how we play this. Someone that ends up in tears. Is oh, yeah. This like usually that. breaks us apart and leads us to Andrew going on Zillow and looking for apartment matches. There's some nice ones. Yeah. In the same building. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. I don't think they have studios here. Okay. Uh, storage <laughs> unit. You could do the storage unit downstairs. All right. The finish they my sentence today. Know. Noah, what is it? My biggest regret is. Mm, my biggest regret is. Okay. I will go first. I am Andrew Collin. Man, I have a, I have a regret. <laughs> Man, I don't even want to go there. But I have something that I think you're going to regret if you don't do something about it now. But I don't even want to go there because it's too fraught. And you could probably do the same for me. Jesus. Okay. My, wait, wait. What's that regret? That, well, it's this, and you know what I'm projecting. It's that someone who I think isn't going to be around that much longer, I'm not talking to enough. And I'm going to regret that I didn't call them enough. It's my Aunt Sally, honestly. Oh. That's my that's my biggest regret right now. That's a future regret that I could remedy today and by my calling mom. her. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, but you no, know No, that what? might make me call her. Thank you for that. Really? I should call her. Yeah. I'll call Aunt Sally today too. And it's not because we don't, I love talking to Aunt Sally. And when you talk to your mom, it's not that painful, but it's like, the it's the fear before it. Well, it's also the fear that they're going to die, and every time you talk to them, you just it just it might be the last, or like they're gonna their lives are just like so sad that you get sad hearing about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to bring that up. Okay, my biggest regret is bringing that up. Um, no, no, that's a good one. My big, I think I'm Andrew Collin, and my biggest regret is not starting stand up sooner. Ooh, and I'm Nick. Oh yeah, and then I go. I think you say. Wait, yeah, you do mine. I'm Nikki Glazer, and my biggest regret is Wait, hold on. Let me think of my biggest regret, because I want to see if you're right. Because you might... Actually... You said one in the opening. What was it? Well... Oh, yeah, I did say that. I said my biggest regret. I forget. It's one... That was one of mine, but... um, Oh, wait, hold on. Let me just come up with my biggest regret, because I really actually have one. Hold on. Searching, searching. Um... Ooh, boy. Ooh, yikes. Ooh, okay, got it. My biggest regret, I'm Nikki Glazer, um, is uh, quitting on myself singing early on and not and waiting so long to feel confident enough to do it. Um, okay. <laughs> it's interesting because that actually was the one I came up with for myself when this when we came up with this topic in Starbucks early this morning yeah. when we were talking about it. I was like, oh yeah, that's mine for sure. And then just now when I redid it, my biggest regret is like, uh, it just ca- rifled through my head all the times that I've been like mean to f- people I love. Like all the times I've said something in anger or said something to hurt someone. And it just, there's so many, I can't even like focus on one. But like there's recent, it's like yesterday of just saying something that comes out the wrong way that didn't need to be said. And I'm, it's my ego getting in the way of like, I want to be right. Or like, I want to make this person feel bad. So I feel better. Like, I think th- if I could 
if I could do all of those, I yeah. think that would be my biggest regret. But um, yeah, you're right. Like that's that's probably if it was I had to pick one. Yeah, I guess there's one regret. I wonder though. It's like some feel like uh, selfish regrets, where it's just like, oh, how would it make my life better? Yeah, I should have not spent made, that money. That's but if you thing. made your life better, you maybe could, you wouldn't be projecting on those other people. So it's like, um, I have a couple like not reading, getting to I do soon enough, my, not working on myself sooner, not um, forgiving people sooner, um, not breaking up with people when they mistreated me and respecting myself. But honestly, I can't regret those times because if I could have, I would have. Like I, th- I think back to some of the like th- neglect or like shit I've put up with from men or friends, and like what was wrong with you? Why would you stay? Because the person now would never. But like, yeah, I couldn't leave because I just didn't. It's like I, it's like picking up a box and you don't have the muscles to pick it up. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have the strength. So like, I'm not gonna go back and go like, you fucking idiot. Why didn't you do that? There was no, if I could have, I would have, you know? I, I think, yeah, I think there's two ways to look at regrets. I think sometimes you could be like, I regret not doing it. And you could be so angry about it. But you can also say, yeah, I wish I did that differently without having emotion behind it. Mm. Like, you know, I would say my biggest regret, well, I have a, a, a few, but like uh, not paying my debt off or like understanding taxes and stuff. I mean, that led to so much depression and though. so many bad dis- decisions. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, everything, you know, whatever. It sounds cheesy, but you're, I'm here because of all those things. I used to think that was the biggest things. bullshit when people would go, everything happens for a reason. Because you go, how could child like hunger or yes. what's happening in Yemen, what the suicide bombers, like how could that be? What reason would child rape yes. be for? The cardinal. Um, and someone, we were talking about the cardinal thing. To kill a mockingbird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was talking to someone yesterday about the Catholic Church and how I hate the Catholic Church because they made my parents have shame that is on me and their parents. Like, I think they've done, and obviously, they're still molesting kids and still being silenced. I just saw a video clip the other day on Reddit of a priest. Have you ever seen this video? It's recent because the priest is is baptizing a kid and the kid's crying. He said, yes, and it was so funny. And I think we need to get rid of him because a guy, he didn't know what eyes was. No, what's he doing? He said so the baptizing? ES of God are watching. And I go, this guy, um, this old man, he probably senile, priest, whatever he is, bishop. I don't know what the fucking names are. Catholic church, dipping the baby in the water, or about to, is a baptism. Yeah. Clearly, there's a, an, in, a baby screaming, crying because an old, gross man is holding him. That the baby can probably fear, just sense the energy that this guy fucking sucks and is either not safe to be around or is like senile and not of right mind to be holding him. And the parents are kind of just like, "Eh." and the baby's crying and the priest starts kind of like getting a little bit more intense with the baby and then like grabs the baby's face and like slaps it and then grabs it. And and you can tell the mom's like, ah. But she doesn't do anything. Because like, you can't. Because it's a fucking That's priest. A, yeah. And it's the Catholic Church. It's like, if a, a random old man, were, if your grandpa were holding your baby, I think you would take it from him. Or like you, some random man holding a baby, like your nanny did the same thing. You would go, what the fuck? And you would like yeah. s- beat the shit out of that person. because, But because this guy's wearing a bunch of- An outfit. Dumb, yes. A dumb robe. And has a bunch of smelly incense around him and little boys. And tradition. And tradition and fear and shame yeah. and God and fucking stained glass and just bullshit. Pews. I don't know. I'm just listing religious pubes, things. Yeah. Pubes. Final thought. 
the, the priest won't let go of the kid and then is like getting a little bit more intense and is like, yeah, start, like yelling at it and like slaps him. I can't even like watch the video. I sent it to uh, my friend whose family's in the Catholic church just to be like, can we like send this to your family to like let them know that this, like this is just an example of what we allow and what we turn a blind eye to because there's two cogent, cognitively sound adults with their baby who they care about more than anything in the world and an old man is hurting their child making the child wail even more and not letting go the mom kind of is trying to be like soothe and like gently take it away and then the dad kind of steps in and pulls the kid away but like in a in a way that he is still respectful and deferential to this fucking crazy and probably demented old man i mean like you know he's probably senile and shouldn't be doing that work but no one's going to take him out of the work because the Catholic Church is all about denial. We don't talk about what's going on. We don't talk about the abuse. Let's just move them to another diocese and and relocate them so they can start offending there. And then when they get in trouble there, we'll move them over here. And it's just all and it's all protected because we're not taxed and the government can't look into it. And it's all they get away with so much bullshit. And I hate the Catholic Church for all of that, among other things of just like spreading these lies and fear and fables that make people hate their themselves, hate their sexuality, hate who they are. So much shame. And then my friend who's, you know, family's in the Catholic church and he is not, he, he hates it for all the same reasons said, there's a lot of good that the Catholic church has brought like my mom waiting for that turn. Yeah. Like my, you know, he was even referencing his mom saying the fact that she has God gives her so much hope and like, has helped her through some really hard times. It's given her community and all these and like tradition and all of these things. And you almost argue like has as much in the, the Catholic, there's a lot of like most Catholics are just great people. Yeah. And the people at the top are the money hungry, sinister, evil, shameful. Um, how much they've given to charity, how much they've, they've, they've helped. spread the, yeah. like, they yeah. do so Take much homeless good people in. When yes. Things, yeah. And so as much as vitriol I have for religion, I can't deny that so much good has come of it. Now, would you argue, though, that if something is – so let's say I punch a dog. But in order to punch a dog, I um, I, I go, I'm lives. going to donate $2,000 to this charity that's going to yes. – because I really want to punch this dog, but I'm going to – can I pay $2,000 <laughs> to punch this dog? Is it worth that? Luigi you know, or Marion? That's a good question. <laughs> No, but yes, I is know. No, that? I see what you're saying. This dog is going to get hurt, but these like, other do dogs are going to be Do we have safe. to have good with evil? Like, why do we need the evil part? Or can we just take it out all together and go, you know what? Even if good can come of it, putting any evil in the world is never justified by any amount of good. Yeah. Can well, I tell I you what the book of Tao says about that? Yeah, what does Tao say? How can you know good if you don't know evil? Mm. Mm. shit ah. dude i read the most <laughs> insane thing that is that's the kind of sh i'm really getting into philosophy and like you know as i've been examining my own stand-up and being like what do i really want to do up there what am i doing up there why am i struggling with like what i want to say and 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 writing and like jokes and and looking at my work it's really about like i and after last week and the amount of love i got from besties I know that something is different. I was telling my friend yesterday, I was like, I know the difference between you're so funny. Oh my God, you brighten my day. Like, I love listening to you guys. Like, I just, you make me laugh so hard. I know that. And then I know people that say, I'm not kidding you. Dozens of people wrote to me. And if there are dozens that wrote to me, there's probably dozens that didn't write to me that said, 
I have been going through such a rough time. I have suicidal thoughts. I have cut myself before. I, I, I hate my body. And ever since listening to you and being you being honest about yourself, it I hear your voice in my head sometimes. I mean, I have countless screenshots that I can't even. It would just sound like me tooting my own horn so much, and I am tooting it a little bit. But it feels so good that someone out there today might not honk at someone, and that person that doesn't get honked at because when you get honked at, you go fuck you and then it amplifies it and then you might go home and like yell at your kid then your kid's gonna go mom fucking sucks slam their door then they go online and they jerk off and they watch porn that like is aggressive then they might hook (laughs) up with a girl later on because of the porn they watch because their mom screamed at them like it has if that all if if my little thing of saying (laughs) and then they start a podcast yeah, I mean, it, it can lead to good, again, like dysfunction and abuse. <laughs> yes, 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 I always yes. say, like, you know, and people got mad at me about it, but, like, if you were molested, I'm not saying, like, go molest people because it makes good people, but ten, people that have been through hard stuff tend to be my best friends and the most interesting people because they've had to overcome something. That doesn't mean go out and molest kids because you're going to make stronger kids. What I'm saying is that, yeah, good does come of bad, but my original point was that I am now thinking about my life and like what I want to do with my work. And I've never felt, I've never felt fulfilled by you made, you were so funny tonight. Never felt it. Like it just, yeah, I'm glad you like me and Mm -hmm. I want you to like me. And yeah, that satisfies my desire to be at the popular table in high school. But having someone tell me that they were able to go and be in a swimsuit on a boat with people that they wouldn't have been able to be in a swimsuit about and that when they look at their body in the mirror and they don't hate it because of something I've said and listen I don't I'm not pretending to be a miracle worker but people have written this to me and say like I hear your voice and you change the way I think about my negative thoughts and like the way I live my life <clears throat> that shit hits me like that that's it like you know I talked about f- discovering acting and being like that's my purpose then discovering stand up that's my purpose dude next this I'm having another one of those moments in life where all of those things before that I thought were my purpose have led me to this. And who knows if this is the final stage. But that's what I want to do. And I recently got exposed to this uh, philosopher named Emil Sharon. Emil, E-M-I-L. Just look at philosopher Emil. And it's so weird because I was on the plane next to Emil. And I go, this guy, he's my, you're my second favorite Emil now. I listen to this philosopher. I, I want to talk about it tomorrow. But this guy was talking about suicide and how he had a lot of thoughts about suicide. And I'm obsessed with suicide, as most of you know, like the topic of it. And he said that the Tao thing that you said reminded me of it. He said, suicide is comforting because without suicide and the option to escape the hell that is human existence, because it is suffering. You're born to die, right? You're going to die someday and we're all fucking terrified of it. The idea and... Life life is hard. You have to wake up every day. You have to feed yourself. You have to close yourself. You have to bathe, bathe yourself. It's never going to be easy. Life is always going to have hardships. And if you really think about it, it is just endless pain. You're going to lose everyone you love. Everyone you know is going to lose everyone they love. Being alive is terrible, like in a lot of ways. And when you really ex- observe that, it's it's so hard. And sometimes I would fantasize about suicide and feel really bad about it. Like, why, do I, why does it comfort me? And this philosopher named Emil said that without the option of suicide, I would kill myself. Mm. Because the option of suicide, just knowing that I can escape it if I want to, allows me to live in the present moment and survive. So for the first time ever, I was able to hear this philosopher say something that made me feel not like I'm broken because I fantasize about suicide or I'm comforted by that. I've always felt like that's just a weird thing about me. But I'm right. Life is hell. 
sometimes and I have to keep living it. But the option that I could take myself out at any time, which by the way, I, I, I want you to not go off and kill yourself because I'm saying this. I'm saying, and then he has a really good point for not to kill yourself, which uh, DM me if you want me to send you the podcast that I'm talking about because um, I don't remember it. I don't have time to look it up. But I'm just saying the option, listen to this, uh, the, suicide is uh, the option. Thank God we have the option and that we can imagine that, oh, if it gets so bad, I can take myself out because without it, we'd kill ourselves. Like it would, life would be too unbearable to think if you were immortal, it yeah. would be fucking hell because you have no escape. There's almost some kind of relief that like, that you know that there is an option. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just yeah, love yeah. things like that can, that can take something I feel so much shame about and make it and go, Oh, that's not a crazy thought. It's actually very human instinct. And there's a reason why you think that. And it's not because you're a bad person. So if you're feeling like a bad person today for any of your negative thoughts, maybe send one to me and I'll try to uh, spin it in a way that makes it so you're not a bad person. I, someone recently, I just want to say a bestie sent me a picture of a girl online that's super skinny, a swimsuit ad. And she said to me, how do you deal with this? How do you make it okay that you don't look like this? Not you, but like mm -hmm, her. Mm -hmm. Because And I felt that way where I've seen models and I go, everyone says, Nikki, love your body. You're beautiful. Why? If, if this, this is clearly the ideal. I don't look like that. So why am I okay with what I am? And I actually am finally at a point where I can answer that girl. And I was like, I, I got it four in the morning last night. And I was like, I can't wait to write back to this because I do know how to accept that because I was you a year and a half ago of being like, if I don't look like this, I should kill myself. Like this, every man wants this. And it's not every man. I'm, I'm saying the bulk of people would agree. This is sexier than uh, someone who's overweight. Right. Maybe like, you know, sexual men, not everyone. I'm just saying. And so why should I be okay with being overweight? And there is an answer to that. And, um, and I'm excited to share it with you. And it's all about these, these ideas that you expose yourself to that allow you to, be okay with your negative thoughts. Like that thought isn't wrong, but uh, it's not, there's a reason for it. And uh, there's an answer to make yourself feel bad, better about the way you feel. And you're going to leave a cliffhanger on that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go cliffhang myself and <laughs> jump off a cliff. Well, you have the option. <laughs> uh, sorry that was convoluted. I'm sorry to ramble. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> um, always DM the show, uh, Nikki Glazer pod, leave us a voice memo. Um, Andrew, thank you for letting me talk so much on this show. No, it's great. Uh, I love you. I love you, Noah. And we'll see you tomorrow you. on the show, besties. Don't be cool out there. And uh, jack off. Jack Sam. Jack Sam. <laughs> I was thinking about a jack I know. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. 
Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking.